Welcome to Purely Aligned. I'm your host, Melissa Michat, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, alignment activator, and transformational coach teaching you how to create life and business on your terms, have freedom and success, and help you experience the magic of living a fulfilled and purely aligned life. This is about remembering your vision, creating your rules, and doing it your way. And this isn't someday when you get there. Living in pure alignment gets to start now. Welcome back to Purely Aligned. I'm your host, Melissa Mashat, and I know I usually dive right into today's topic, and I found myself almost like wanting to make this as short as possible so it's efficient and digestible and quick, and I didn't realize that I was almost rushing in a way because I don't want to waste your time, and your time is valuable. So if you're listening to this, again, thank you so much. And I realized there's a little bit more I'd love to share. So let me know if you like me sharing a little bit more real time behind the scenes or if you like it when I actually just dive in, get to the point so you can get in and out quickly. Today's topic has to do with a nostalgic flashback and birthday present I received But what I really want to share with you first is if you did not know, I am obsessed with musicals and I have season tickets to the Smith Center here in Las Vegas and they have been bringing amazing shows here literally like every two weeks, which is insane. I went from like two years of not going to going every two weeks and I saw Jagged Little Pill, the Alanis Morissette musical uh, last week. You're probably listening to this episode a few weeks later and it was so good. Like I can't stop listening to it and I'm obsessed and it's coming to LA next. So if you're in LA, make sure you go see it. But this like, like grungy teenager angsty flashback I had of like listening to my Alanis Morissette, you know, tape at sleepaway camp or something crazy having the CD. Right. And it's funny. I was telling my mastermind group, like, my 90s teenager. And I was like, wait, I wasn't a teenager in the 90s. Like I was in the 2000s. And then it was like, oh no, I definitely was. I turned 16 in the year 2000. So yes, I was a 90s teenager. And I think the reason I wanted to share this with you is because I also went to Costco over the weekend and they had this like Lisa Frank coloring, like sticker thing. And I was obsessed with like the colors and the idea of it. I wasn't completely all Lisa Frank when I was younger. If you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, that's amazing. Enjoy your youth, you know, and um, it was just this nostalgic weekend. And where I'm going with this is my 38th birthday. I asked for a VCR. Remember those? Because it is so hard to find. I find this so funny. VCR, cassette tape, um, CD player, right? Like for whatever reason, it was extremely difficult to find a VCR. And you might say, yeah, duh, because nobody has a VHS tape anymore. But guess what? I have so many tapes and memories and things that are on them and no way to play them. So I asked my family to find me a VCR for my birthday. And how this all ties together is 
It brought me on a nostalgic road trip down memory lane. I didn't even realize, <laughs> like, I don't remember half this stuff. I really don't. And uh, my 18th birthday, I got a video camera, you know, before cell phones had everything you needed like something separate for each little thing you wanted to do. A picture, you needed a camera. A video, you needed a video camera, right? Like cell phone was just a flip phone or a brick, whatever. And I started going through old videos, old tapes. I figured out how to connect it to my computer. I got it to work. It's so exciting. And the lessons and memories and things that came through inspired me to share with you today some ahas I got from going back in time literally and watching old memories, most of which I don't even remember like recording. I don't remember it. Uh, And just one more flashback favorite in case you appreciate the nostalgia. On one of the video camera tapes that I was watching, it had like a landline Literally, the video was of a landline phone. And I'm like, what? what? Why am I recording? Why am I recording a phone? And then I realized, oh, before I went off to college, I recorded all of my saved messages on my landline phone in my room, in my the house I grew up with. So I'd have them and I could keep them. And I don't know why. I just I think that is the funniest thing ever. And I'm so grateful I did that because the lesson came out of that, too. I had like 19 saved messages when we actually had to pick up the phone and call people. Now the joke with millennials is like, we don't pick up the phone because we don't want to pick up the phone, right? But back in the day, we had to call each other if we wanted to talk. And I have so many incredible voicemails or voice messages that I captured and I'm now watching how many years later, like a lot of years, like 20 plus, 20, oh my gosh, 22 years later? No, 20 Let's call it 20 years later. And um, uh, it's just it's just such a great reminder sometimes to go back, to go back in time and realize where you are in your life right now, what ended up happening, how far you've come, appreciating like what you've created, what you've built. And this isn't meant to be triggers and opening up old wounds and You know, not everyone had the most amazing childhood or experience. And this isn't about mine being amazing either, but it was just, I was able to reflect on it. So I think that's the key. If you're able to reflect and look back, sometimes it really is so powerful to give you a perspective shift of how far you really have come. And I did this once with a coach who was taking me through kind of a you know, uh, release work or visualization, hypnotherapy, whatever you want to call it. And she was asking me, like, what would my younger self think of me now? What is something that my younger self did that if she could see me now, she would be freaking out, right? And I just, I don't know. I just, I'm called to like share this with you because I've had such a trip going back uh, high school videos, college, you name it. Some things I'm like, oh yeah, that definitely does not need to find its way on the internet. You know, like there's a, there's a immense amount of gratitude that Facebook came out when I was, uh, a junior in college and that my younger crazy years were not documented for the entire world to see. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it in my video camera, not putting that one, uh, 
on my computer. So anyway, what I want to share with you today about the VCR trip down memory lane and, you know, going back and just kind of seeing things differently there's there's two thoughts that were coming through, and I was debating of putting these into two separate episodes, but I don't know. I'm just going to kind of go with it and see what comes out, and if you want more, want me to go into more detail, reach out and let me know. So the first thing is external validation. I kind of had this realization of, like, I was literally walking around with this video camera just, like, recording people. We were making, like, confessionals and, like, doing fun things. This is what we did to entertain ourselves, I guess, and... I just, I had this moment of like, did I care about external validation because the only people to get validation from were the ones I was with in person. There was no social media. There was no like, oh my God, engagement and followers and likes. And did they comment? Did they post? Like we had to be present in real time because there was no escape. And Yes, I did maybe other things that were a more literal escape in the moment, but like I think you get where I'm going with this, that did we care about external validation before the internet, before social media? We may have, we may not. If you have memories of caring about external validation or what that looked like for you, please reach out and let me know. I really am fascinated by this idea and conversation of like, Did we care? Because the external validation was, you know, getting 19 saved voicemails on my landline of showing people cared and were reaching out to me or wishing me a happy birthday or sending me funny messages. And I had this moment of like, when did I start caring? When did I start feeling like I needed that external validation in order to feel worthy? And it just fascinates me that, yes, I'm sure it existed in different ways before, but now we are all seemingly so caught up in how do we look online and how are we showing up and do people resonate with us? Do they like us? Do we have a following? How many followers do they have? How many followers do I have? And it's like, why does this matter? And if you didn't know, I love Real Housewives and Bravo, so I'm just throwing it all out. So musical theater, Bravo, Housewives, you know, all the fun things. And literally, this was like on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, what, last week or a couple weeks ago, let's say, um, where they're like getting in an argument about unfollowing each other on Instagram. And it's like, when did this become a thing? Who follows who? And there's more context to that, of course, but I don't know. It just, it feels like, When did this start to matter? And is it because our lives are now on the internet, on social media, TikTok, YouTube, whatever platform it is, like even kids these days, it's like, I want to be a YouTube star. I want to be, you know, a TikTok, whatever. There's literally a billboard by my house, like, you know, down the street, um, you know, on a main street. And there's this like billboard that's like, follow, give me a shout out on tick or I'll give you a shout. I don't even know what it said. I'll give you a shout out on TikTok If you mention this billboard and it was like, wait, we're now like having advertisement for someone's like TikTok account. Like what is happening? Right? So how does this tie back into my VCR trip down memory lane? Great question. Um, I think really what this comes down to is I just realized that I'm videotaping these moments and I'm capturing these moments, but they didn't go anywhere besides the people who were involved with it. And it was just a different 
feeling. It was a different experience. And it really got me wondering, when did we start caring so much? And is it because of social media or was it like this before? And maybe I just don't remember. So that's just kind of a reflection and thought of like going back in time when no one had access the way that we do now, which by the way, is such a privilege and such a gift and such an incredible opportunity to connect as long as we're doing it from an empowered place and we're not allowing it to consume us and make us feel like less than or our worth is tied to how many followers we have or who's engaging. And it's so hard, I feel like, to to separate ourselves from it. So I want to make sure you're actually separating yourself from this like obsession. We've all kind of been, if you've watched, what is it? The social network or whatever the movie is like this. We we need to make sure we are taking control back of our minds and ourselves and our bodies and not just getting caught up in the consumption, right? We're over consuming and me included. And it's really important to make sure we're actually disconnecting and paying attention to our lives and what's right in front of us. I put on social this morning. It was like the most beautiful hike, the most beautiful clouds. And I think I said something like, are you appreciating what's already right in front of you? It's so easy to be searching and wanting things and wanting likes and wanting, you know, business, whatever it is, money, things, right? Of course, like there's a desire for, for more. And at the same time, do we actually take the time to appreciate what's already right there. And so it took a VCR and videotapes and old tapes and old things. By the way, senior year, I was a theater major and senior year, I took a like acting on film class and they recorded every single week. And so watching this tape of like me doing these scenes by myself in the camera and looking so uncomfortable, having to sit there while the teacher gives you feedback while you're on camera, like it was such a trip to be like, wow, I don't know. That just, I felt like I needed to share that too, because it's wild what some of these memories and things are. And you can just see so much from like, I don't know, being on camera. So the other piece of this that I wanted to share is I realized how much I was acting and dancing and, you know, doing the things that I loved my freshman year of college at University of Arizona. If you didn't know or didn't catch it, I transferred to USC as a sophomore. In U of A, my freshman year, I had so many videos of acting class and dance and all these things where we were performing like all of the time. And it was really interesting because, yes, I was a theater major at USC. And, yes, this acting class senior year, of course, I have that on on tape. Uh, but it was fascinating because I feel like at USC, I actually wasn't, like, performing as much. I wasn't acting in class as much. I wasn't – yes, I was part of, like, the dance company thing and we had shows and whatnot. But – I don't know. It was like a different level of it. And I had this kind of aha that brings me back to like what I kind of went through recently within my own coaching business that I just want to tie together and share with you. And I know this might seem like a super all over the place random episode, but this is what I'm called to share. And so 
it's coming out. <laughs> and that's part of my goal right now too, is to filter even less. I'm not that filtered, but I want to unfilter even more. So my aha watching these tapes and realizing when I was actually doing what I loved, it lit me up. It made me happy. And when I wasn't doing what I loved, like there was a very different tone and energy from it. And I had this experience within my coaching business this past year because obviously the health stuff's going on. I've been slowing down. I've needed to take a break, take a step back, all the things. But I realized the more time and energy you spend not doing what lights you up, of course, there's going to be frustration, lack of fulfillment, lack of purpose, feeling like something's off. And the more time you are doing what lights you up, what does excite you, like the more fulfilled and happier and the more things are going to flow. And I realized I had taken such a long break this year from teaching and coaching and doing the things I really loved doing while I was going through all the health stuff and figuring things out and taking a break and slowing down and working on some other things behind the scenes, but it wasn't what my soul wanted me to be doing. And I've had, let's see, I've had three or four VIP day sessions, a special I was offering. You can check out the link in the show notes if you're interested or reach out and ask if you want more details. But I've taken clients through this like VIP 24-hour coaching experience. And just being in the Voxer app, if you're familiar with it, that's like the new you know way to coach these days. And I am personally obsessed. But just being in there and being able to honor my body and how I'm feeling and still rest and still take space, still have room in my calendar and get to help people and get to help them work through their blocks and what was going on. I've had more energy this past week than I've had in a long time. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it is because I've actually been coaching again. I've been helping others. And yes, the podcast absolutely lights me up. This makes me so happy. But there is a difference when you're connecting with someone, especially if you know human design. I am a responder. Being able to respond to someone, being able to in actually engage and connect with someone and help them in real time literally made me so freaking happy. It just reminded me that like, how much time am I really doing what I say I love doing? Or are things being sneaky where I think I'm doing things that I love, but it could be turned up way more and I could be doing it way, way more. So what does that bring up for you? Is there something you know you love doing? And by the way, to bring it back to the theater, performing was my entire life for so many years, like dance class, rehearsal, voice lessons, you know, regional theater, you name it, local community theater, kids theater, like musicals and growing up singing and dancing and acting and performing. Like I was putting on shows all the time for anyone in my family who would actually listen. <laughs> like, by the way, quick story, because this is me in a nutshell, if you didn't know, uh, I don't know if I've shared it already. If I have, Oh, well, so um, my first dance recital, at like two and a half or three years old, was like in a park somewhere. And, you know, I basically threw a temper tantrum and didn't I refused to go on stage and I didn't want to go on stage. And my parents are the most supportive, amazing people in the entire world. And they were like, no worries, honey. You know, we love you. Don't worry. Like it was not an issue. Clearly, you're just 
little stage fright, no problem. And then we went to Baskin Robbins because if you know my family, of course, we're going to get ice cream to celebrate everything. Uh, Fun fact, I even had an ice cream bar at my wedding and bat mitzvah. (laughs) So anyway, ice cream is a major theme in our family. So we went to Baskin Robbins to get uh, to celebrate with ice cream. And apparently at two and a half or three years old, I did the entire performance by myself as a solo in the middle of Baskin Robbins for anyone that would watch or you know, wanted to to see. So I don't know. I just felt like I had to share that because I love performing. And so I found it really funny that I realized how much I haven't been doing that lately. I haven't been dancing. Obviously, there's some limitations happening right now that is a whole other process I'm healing and working through in itself. And I've been seeing how I could still move more. I could sing more. I can do something at home. This isn't like I have to go to a class to do it. And I just, I want to ask you, like, what are the things you absolutely loved doing when you were younger or loved doing before life got in the way, work got in the way, family got in the way? How can you bring some of that element back in now? So I really would love to know what reflections came up for you. Like I said, I know this was kind of a more random, you know, behind the scenes. Let me know if you like this style. Let me know if you would prefer, like, can we just get to the point in out? I totally respect and honor that as well. And to me, if you didn't know, like, I feel like I say what's coming through me in the moment. So it's not about filtering or, okay, I got to do this because you didn't like it or you did like it. I give you permission, by the way, to do what works for you too. But that is a huge intention is I want to engage and connect more with the people around me, the people who actually take the time to listen, whatever it may be. So come say hello on social at Melissa Machat. And just let me know what you are taking away from this. If you have any fun memories of what you were doing when you were younger that you're like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Like there is no coincidence that I'm sitting here recording a podcast and that I would love to speak and be on stage and like perform again, right? It always comes back full circle. So take some time, go down memory lane, see what comes up, see what takeaways you get. And I can't wait to hear some fun stories. And if you want to know more of mine, there are some ridiculous memories that I was like, okay, we're going to keep, we're going to keep that, you know, we'll keep that in an IG DM conversation. We're not going to post it anywhere, but if you want to know, reach out and ask. And again, I just thank you again for being here and go down memory lane, see what comes up, see where you can appreciate where you're at today, how far you've come, the life you've created, and make sure you're appreciating what's already right in front of you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It means the world to me. And if this episode served you in any way, please help me get the message out there by sharing it on your social media and tag me as I'd love to know your favorite takeaways. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a review. And I hope you learned something you can implement now to live more purely aligned. Until next week.